back, kicking off another beautiful, lovely Netzach Yisrael week over here. Netzach Yisrael lo yashakir. That's right, we're learning the Sefer Netzach Yisrael, the Maharal's, the Maharal's uh, discussion and development of the idea of Golas, and, and, and by extension, Geula. And we are coming to you live once again from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. We have Arthur, Arthur's yamaka shop over here, apparently. And it's lovely being here on a lovely, beautiful... Um, Monday morning, a little bit on the damp side, a little bit on the damp side, see where Moshe is disagreeing with the fact that it's lovely, but it's lovely nevertheless. Why? Because we're in lovely company. Let's continue here with Netzach Israel. We're in the final paragraph of the first parak. Um, it's on page Yud Aleph, the standard edition of the Maral, and top of the page, and we say it like this, Uva Medrash. So we just concluded last week, we saw about Maral telling us about Golos and Gula are nearly the same word. One has a hey, one has an Aleph, what was the mystical meaning of why one has an alpha, one has a hey? What, what gula is and what gullus is. Gula is bringing everything back into the center. Gullus is everything being scattered. Leaving a remnant in the center. Leaving that shirayim, the, um, the, the sheiris ha-pleito, and focus in the center of things that can draw everyone back again. Klai, so as long as we're in gullus, is always going to be um, that shirish that brings us back out of gullus. That is what we had more or less last week, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the mystical exploration of how those two words are written and how they're nearly identical with, with uh, those, that basic difference of the tzur of the ois aleph, the ois hay, and that the Ma'ra continues, tap of the aleph. With a medrash, the medrash says like this, Ma'ra'a avinu Yaakov likvar ezrachah b'derech efras. Wow, look at this Rabbi say. I just got off the phone with my daughter. My daughter, I was on the phone. I came in, I was on the phone with my daughter. I have a daughter who is currently visiting Eretz Yisrael. She's visiting Eretz Yisrael. And she called me on my way into the shir this morning. She said, Tati, I'm on the bus. Where am I? Where, where, where is she? What, what bus is she on? Where is she heading? I'm heading to Kever Rachel. Mm-hmm. And it could be as we speak right now. She's mamish. I said, Davin for Summerton. I said, Davin for the Eden. Davin for all the Eden over here. She's on her way to Kever Rachel. And says the Maharal, look, this, this morning's Maharal, Rabbi Yisai, right before our very eyes, the, the Maharal, to bring down a medrash that says, Ma'ro avinu Yaakov likvor is Rachel b'derech Efras. Why did Yaakov avinu bury Rachel b'derech Efras, not even in the city, not even on, 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 within the populated area, on the road, on the road, on the way into Efras? Why, why did Rachel, of all places, have to be buried in a forlorn, forsaken, uninhabited place? <coughs> In fact, my daughter mentioned to me, as Mamish as I was walking just a few minutes ago, she was, she's there with her cousin. She has cousins over there, of a sister living in Eretz Yisrael. And they were discussing all these, uh, you know, of the Midrashim that they remembered, why Rachel is buried, you know, outside the city limits, in Bider Chavras. My Ral cites a Midrash that explains as follows. Why was Rachel buried? Again, Rachel Imenu, Rachel who gave away the simonim to preserve the pride and the dignity of Leah. At least in her passing, she should get a little bit of pride and dignity. Look how much she sacrificed for her sister, for her sister's pride, her sister's dignity. Ella, so why did Yaakov do that to her? Yaakov foresaw through Ruach HaKadosh, when Kleisro goes into exile, when we're sent on the, yeah, it was a death march. We were sent on the death march. Not everybody made it. Um, out of Eretz Yisrael on our way to Bavel, when Nebuchadnezzar will send Yaakovina's great-grandchildren into Galus, they're going to be marched right past this spot. They're going to go out through the Derech Ephras. That's how Klai is going to be marched out of Eretz Yisrael on their way to Bavel. 
They're going to pass by this very place. The cover Sham, Yaakov therefore buries Rachel Imenu over there, says the Medrash. Famous Medrash, well known Medrash, Rashi brings us down in Chumash. So that Rachel should be able to appeal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for mercy, for compassion on her sons as they're being marched to Golis. Rachel Imenu will go right past Rachel. Nothing um, is more powerful than the prayers, the pleas, and the cries of a mother for her children. And this will serve as that trigger when we go right next to Rachel Imenu, right past where she's buried. This will serve to, to arouse the tefillahs of Mama Rachel. Okay. Hado Dichsiv says the Medrash, that's the Pshat and the Pasuk, Kol Barama Nishma, Nehi Tamrurim, the Pasuk in Yirmiya. We lay this the half Torah on, on Rosh Hashanah, that a, a voice is heard on high, a bitter wail, a, a bitter weep, a bitter cry. And that's Rachel Imenu crying for her sons, Kiyenenu, Koyamar Hashem, and thus says Hashem back to Rachel, Mini Koylech Mibechi. Still your voice from crying. Stop crying, Rachel. For there is hope in the end of days, at the end of times. There will yet be hope for your children. Your children shall yet return to their, to their uh, home. They shall, yet come, they shall yet come back. They shall yet return. Adkan, that's the medrash. Beautiful medrash. Very stirring medrash. And as we speak, as we speak, Mali Rebirth, presumably, standing right by Kevin Rachel. Mamish, as we speak. Half of a fellow. Half of a fellow. Okay, Pirish Indian said, says the Maharal. Okay, after the Medrash is done, after this, he's stirring powerful words over here. What's going on in this Medrash? What's in this Medrash? The Maharal is now going to <coughs> analyze it, pick it apart, and give us the, the Kishkas. What's going on at the Kishkas of the Medrash? Kamaisha Biyaru, Oibe Medrash. This Medrash can be understood in light of another Medrash. You want to know that the Aymik of this Medrash, the Kishkas, what's going on at the Kishkas, after we have to bring another Medrash and see two Medrashim side by side. Racham Avako al Boneho. Medrash says, again, quoting the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, Pasuk says, Rachel is weeping for her children. Yisrael, Nikraim al Shem Rachel, Veloy al Shem Rachel, El al Shem Bino, Haben Yaker Li Ephraim. First of all, we see Klai Yisrael is attributed to Rachel. We're called the children of Rachel. And not the, just the ch- children of Rachel, but the child of Rachel. We're called Ephraim. Haben Yaker li Ephraim. So there's a medrash that says that, first of all, we see that Klai Yisrael collectively is looked at as the children of Rachel Imenu. Even though Rachel is only one of four Imahis, right? There's four matriarchs. Four are the mothers, right? Three are the fathers, but four are the mothers. There's four matriarchs that produced Klai Yisrael. Rachel is only one out of four. But Rachel Mavaka Alboneha, she's crying for her children. Medrash takes it further, and that we're not only called the children of Rachel, we're called the child of Rachel. Specifically, Aben Yaakili Ephraim. Rebansham regards Klai Yisrael as Ephraim. We're called Ephraim. All of Klai Yisrael, for some reason, is summarized as, as, as Ephraim. <laughs> And Ephraim, he comes from Rachel. So on the one hand, this medrash is a little bit puzzling, a little bit bewildering. Why indeed should Klai Yisrael be called only as the children of Rachel? And why should we be referred to as Ephraim? So says the Maral, there's a time muflug, there, 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 there's an amazing idea going on in this medrash. Ke'isha tikare bayis. 
The Maral is going to build up a few points over here and connect them all together and show us, a, show us an amazing and beautiful insight into this measure, what this measure is sharing with us. So first of all, here's, here's, here's given number one. A woman we know from Chazal elsewhere is called a bias. The Shtub in Yiddish, they also use this expression. A woman is called a bias, the house. You refer to the woman as the house. Kamaisha Amr Rabbi famously tells, tells us, I never refer to my wife as my wife, I refer to my wife as my house. Basically, the shtub, let me ask the shtub and see what the shtub says. I call my wife my house. Rachel is the primary homemaker. The primary home of Yaakov, that's the, the bias of Yaakov. Kamaisha Amr Chazal. Chazal identifies Shirochel also Akeres Habayis. Yaakov has an innate connection with Rochel more so than any of the other wives, more so than Leah and Bill and Zilpah. Yaakov Avinu has uh, a, a, a um, relationship with Rochel in which Rochel is the primary bias of the house that Yaakov is coming to build, the structure that Yaakov is coming to erect and put together over here. Rochel is the Akeres Habayis. She's the primary Homemaker, she's the primary home. Where is the maral going with this? What does it mean to be a bias? What does it mean, this idea that, that a wife is called a bias? A strange concept. Yeah, we, we, again, the equivalent is there in Yiddish as well. But, but why? Why call a woman a bias? Why call a woman a, woman a house? You have to be careful. Don't try this necessarily at home with your own wives. Someone will be quite insulted if you refer to them as the house. Right? Well, what do you mean? Why you call me a house? You look like a house. I don't look like a house, right? Yeah, go, 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 uh, you know. That's right. Go, you know. Go home. Go home. That's right. Um, but, but says the Maral, what does it mean? It's the highest, highest form of a compliment when the, the, the wife is called the bias. Rabbi is calling Ishti Beisi. What does it mean? This expression of Shtub, a bias. What does it mean that the woman is the bias? Says the Maral, the bias is the unifier, is the unifying element. A bias assembles everything, puts everything together. That's what the bias is. The bias is the ma'achid, it's the kail, it's the assembling factor. It assembles, it unifies. Kemoisha habayis kail hakail. The same way in a physical house, the house unifies everything. I mean, without a house, what do you have without a house? You have chaos, you have a lot of bits and pieces. You have a sofa. You have a mattress again. Let's let's envision. Let's let, let's let's visualize. Visualize the contents of a house without a house. So, what do you have when you have the contents of a house without a house? You have the the Mexican U.S. border. You have the flea market. You have a thrift shop, right? That that's chaos. It's all over the place. You have a garage sale. You have a garage sale. There's no seder. There's no mahalach. There's no discernible order or structure. There, there's no there's no Vision, there's no plan, and there's no unified purpose going on over there. Lots of flotsam and jetsam. Lots of junk. Lots of junk. And that's basically another way of referring to a garage sale. What's a garage sale in Lamdas Rabbi Yisai? Lots of junk. Lots of junk. People who um, are trying to make money off of their junk rather than pay 1-800-GOT-JUNK to take away their junk, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying to make money off the junk. So that's what a garage sale is. Lots of junk. Lots of junk. Now, you put walls around that. You put walls in between that. You put a roof over that. You put a floor behind, beneath that. That's not junk. That's a, that's a house. A house 
unifies. It has puts everything together. A house gives everything one surah, one mahalach, one plan, one vision, and one purpose. And within that one purpose, everything has its place. Everything has its place. Everything has its has has its um, contribution, and everything comes together for that one purpose. Everything is unified. Everything is unified. That's what a bias is. Because it's a deep idea that, Ram, that Maharal is advancing and sharing with us. And let's see where he's going to go with this. The bias is a koil hakoil umaachid kol hashem b'seichoy. The bias not just contains everything; it unifies everything. When I have the walls. The outer walls, the inner walls, the structural walls, the, the walls that divide the rooms, a roof, a floor, a ceiling, doors, then it's not just a lot of junk. It's not flotsam and jetsam. It is a house with one common purpose united towards one goal. So I need a kitchen to achieve that goal. I need a dining room to achieve that goal. I need a bedroom to achieve that goal. I need a, a, a laundry room to achieve that goal. I need a storage room to achieve that goal. I need a playroom to achieve that goal. And you know, when you're not careful, obviously, the, 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 the wife is the bias. Every room ends up becoming the playroom, right? <laughs> but that's also chaos. It's also every room in the house ends up looking like one big flea market, a garage sale, a refugee camp. But that's what it is without the house. The whole house, you have the concept house without the house, you have a refugee camp. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience sometimes. Sometimes my house looks like a refugee camp. <laughs> it really does. But, but that's when the, the woman of the house comes in and she... Comes out with with, uh, with 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 the with the orders with the vision. She's the bias. That house can go from refugee camp to <laughs> bias, you know, in a matter of minutes. And that's what the vote behind the bias is. A bias takes everything from lots of loose, disconnected bits and pieces, and and puts everything in one place, but unites everything towards one purpose. We need all the rooms to come together, each one to function in its own way, towards one goal, towards one purpose. And that's what the bias does, and this is what the woman of the house does. The woman of the house is able to blend, harmonize, unify everything in the house, everything that has all the disparate pieces, all the disparate pieces towards one goal. Ulafikach, Nikru Yisrael Hashem Rachel. That's why Klaizo is attributed and described to Rachel Imenu. Ascribed to Rachel. Mipnei shehi haisa keres habayis shel Yaakov. Rachel is the homemaker and makes the home. Of Yaakov, she's the primary homemaker and the maker of the home of Yaakov Avinu. That means Yaakov has a vision for Kla Yisrael. Yaakov has an idea, just to now to plug in all the lumdas over here, to this beautiful idea that the Maral is establishing. Yaakov has a vision for Kla Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu has a plan for Kla Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu has a rutzen for how he has to create Kla Yisrael. He needs the bias. He needs his female counterpart, to be able to do that in action, to set that forth into action, to set that into motion. The job of the woman is to take that goal, that plan, that direction of the husband, apply it in physical terms, apply it to a physical structure, and with her bina yaseira, with her insight, with her wisdom, wisdom and understanding, to unify, harmonize, and blend, and synthesize everything that's in the house into that direction, and a vision under that umbrella of her intuitive take on what the husband's values and goals are with a woman receiving that and implementing that practically. She unifies, she harmonizes, she, everything in the house is blended and synthesized into that. 
Let's just step, step a moment sideways, appreciate what that means in action. It means, um, you know, if we would be looking at this from a, a purely chauvinistic standpoint, which is incorrect, and the Torah is not chauvinistic, the Torah doesn't have any um, agenda. The, the only thing the Torah has is values and the ideologies and, and, and the system of, of, of MS and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite values and, and eternal eternal. Um, truths, but if we would look at the Torah from a chauvinistic point of view, I'm sorry, look at a bias from a chauvinistic point of view, like, yeah, the woman's the bias, why? She has to do the laundry, she has to do the cooking, she has to do bedtime, she has to do um, wake-up time, kids at the door, get the kids dressed, get them on the bus, get them off the bus, sure, a lot of jobs, and, and for a house to, to function, to my job, I'll go out to work, you know, I'm gonna, I'm the breadwinner, I'll, I'll bring home the bacon, um, you got to bake the bacon, and you got to you got to do everything that's in the house because you know we you know we need to have to have, have, have a partnership over here. I'm doing my job, and your job is to is to be on top of all the basic ins and outs, the functioning of the house. That's when we are looking at this without the the assistance of Chazal, of the Midrashim, and the Maharal. The Maharal showing us is that it's a, a f- far from the role of the woman, let's say, even in the stereotypical and even chauvinistic standpoint, far from it being a, a, just a simplified, superficial role of get the kids out of bed, get them into bed, get them on the bus, get them off the bus, give them breakfast, give them lunch, give them supper, keep the house clean and maintained, it is much richer than that, it's much deeper than that, and it's much more purposeful than that, and eternal. It is <coughs> It is what? It is bedtime, bedtime, when we're in the bedroom with the kids, that part of the bias. Bedtime is a time that's infused with meaning. Bedtime is how bedtime finds its place under the greater umbrella of what this bias is all about. Mealtime is special. Mealtime with the kids is also infused with that, whether it's covertly or overtly, sometimes one way, sometimes the other way. The mealtime is about what? It's not just about, you know, it's important to me to me that my kids shouldn't go to sleep starving. It's important to me that you know, my kids, I, the, the, the child protection services shouldn't, shouldn't come down here and take all my kids away from me. It's important to me that, that my kids should stay healthy so I have to get food into their stomachs. Um, and that's what mealtime is about. No, no, no. Mealtime is purposeful. Mealtime has nitzchias. Mealtime is about how meals look. What does family dining look like? What, do, what does mealtime look like? under the umbrella of a greater purpose, a greater goal. We're, we're going somewhere eternal. What does mealtime look like under that umbrella? What does mealtime look like when it's under that banner, when it's with, when, within that purpose and direction? What does bedtime look like? What does, what does playtime look like? And everything gets a different spin. And even if it may be subtle, but the kids pick up on this, and it makes it into their system, it makes it into their kishkas, and that is the role of the bias. The bias is, again, when things are functioning the way they're supposed to be, 
obviously has to start, the husband has to take responsibility over here. He, the husband has to realize that his job is not just to be the breadwinner. His not, job is not just to bring home the bacon. His job is to be bringing home, bringing to his home, that's to his wife and his family, the goals, the values, the direction that this house has. That's his job. And the wife sets into motion. The wife infuses every element of the bias with that. The house now, every aspect of this house contains that beauty, contains that vision, contains that. And every aspect of this house, whether it's every room in this house, whether it's the bedroom, the kitchen, the dining room, the laundry room, every aspect of this house is being united under that banner and is infused is infused with that meaning. And that's something that only the woman can really pull off. That's something that the woman can achieve. It has to be, yes, a partnership with the husband, but when things are functioning the way they're supposed to, this is what happens, Rabbi say. And that's what it means that the wife is the bias. The wife is the bias. When the wife has to start with the husband and it has to continue with shalom bias, shalom bias is the husband being able to give over to the wife, the wife being able to interact with the husband the right way. The husband, for, again, has to come in with his chachmah, has to come in with his vision, has to come in with the values. What do we stand for? What do we live for? What is our house all about? What's our family all about? That's the husband's job. Have that figured out. You know, are we just another family? Are we just, you know, raising kids to be uh, the leaders of the next generation? Or, or are we going somewhere eternal? We're going somewhere together with Klai Yisrael. We're going to this, to, 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 we're achieving destiny. We're bringing our families is, is, has a fundamental role in achieving the destiny of mankind, of Klai Yisrael. That's the husband's job. He's got to bring that home. That's the Chachma. There has to be Shalom bias for that to be given over for the, to the wife, for the wife to receive it from the husband, for the husband to give that over to the wife. That requires Shalom bias. Shalom bias for the husband to give that over with Shlemus to his bias. When that happens, the rest happens, Rabbi Yisai, Naturally, the rest happens in, in, in such a smooth, beautiful way. When the husband comes in with his chachmah and there's shalom bias, there's an understanding, there's a, a meeting of minds and a meeting of hashkafas, then every aspect of the bias is different. It takes on depth, it takes on richness, it takes on beauty. Mealtime is not, is, not, is not formal, meeting time is not functional, rather. Meeting time is, me, meal time. Meal time is not functional. Bedtime is not functional. Getting out to the bus on time is not functional. It is fundamental. It's purposeful. It's purposeful. The kids have a different experience in every aspect, because every aspect of what's going on in every room of this house has been united under that umbrella of what we believe in, where we're going, and that's Concept of the bias, in short. Okay, that was a little bit of a just stepping aside, but it's really just to appreciate these powerful, powerful ideas the Maral sharing with us. And now the Maral returns to Rachel and Yaakov and 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 Kever Rachel. So let's see that now inside. So getting back to the Maral, now we understand how this plugs into the Maral. Yaakov sees that currently my task is for Rachel to be the one who's binding my bias. Rachel has to be the one who is receiving my ideals and values. Right now it's Rachel. We can't get into that so much right now, but in previous years and previous times, sessions and settings, we talked about how initially Yaakov has to work with Rachel, lost at Lavoy, it's Yaakov working with Leah, but initially he has to build a bias with Rachel, that's why he wants to marry Rachel first, this is why Lavan 
tried duping him. That was part of Lovin's dastardly plan to mix things up over here. But he knows he has to marry Rachel first. He has to be buying a bias with Rachel first. Rachel is currently that her bias is the bias that brings together the, the vision of, of Yaakov in terms of what Klai needs right now and will harmonize all aspects of Klai in terms of what they need right now. That's Rochel's Kayach, is to bring everything together, to infuse Klai with that direction, every, every aspect of, their, of what they're doing. V'cheinik Yisrael Hashem b'no, k'moishi hi hoisa, ikr, gam kain b'no ikr, v'davr zeh yidu amoid. Since Rochel is currently the one who has, who's there to harmonize the bias under her take on Yaakov, therefore, the child that she produces, the child that she produces, who is that legacy of Rochel, of how Kleisol has to currently function is a, is primarily the direction that Kleisol has to be united under. That's a frame. Rachel is the primary maker of the home. She's the one that has the, the the ability right now to put a bias together the way Kleisol needs to look like right now. And the child that she produces is the one that's living that way. We have to. That's and, and, and that that is the gives us the uh, direction currently. Ulafikach Omar Shenikva Rachel Baderach. Now this ties back into the first Medrash. Now that it's been established, the Rachel, as long as we're in Golis, as long as we are in, in the state of trying to achieve our, 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 our goals, working towards our purpose, we're under the direction of Rachel slash Ephraim. That's stage Kleisol stage one. Again, Leia represents Kleisol stage two. But Rachel represents Kleisol stage one. I'm just throwing that in, but that's, that's, that's the background for the, why the Maral is saying Rachel is the Yakar Sabayas. Now we understand why Rachel Imenu was, was buried at the roadside and not in a city. Why she's buried by Derech. She'im ha'isenik veres Rachel b'ma'ara if Rachel would made it to Mars ha'mach peilo a structure, a house lo'i ho'ya eitzah Yisrael she'im begalus shalem k'ayach ha'mekabetz v'ha'ma'achid es Yisrael begalus shalem then Rachel would not be accessible to Kleisel during Golis. Again, Rachel is the uniting, unifying, harmonizing Power for Kleisrol in Gullus. That's Kleisrol stage one. Gullus. Kleisrol stage two is Geula. Kleisrol goes from Gullus to Gula and from Rachel to Leia. Leia is stage two. Leia is Geula, maybe even Oilam Haba. Kleisrol, when we're in the rough and the raw, when we're, when we're working, when we're developing, when we're in a developmental, um, um, a developmental formative stage, that's Kleisrol stage one. That's Kleisrol in Gullus. And that's Rachel, and we have to have access to that Akeres Habayis all throughout Galdas. Kleisol has to be able to receive the direction of Rachel, the Hadrachel of Rachel, the Koyach of Rachel, and that's why we need Rachel in Galdas as well. Rachel has to be in Galdas for Kleisol to have accessibility to Rachel in Galdas. For Rachel to be able to provide still that direction, that, <coughs> that, 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 those, that, that guiding force of what we need, who we need to be to be successfully blended, harmonized, and doing the right thing in Gaulus. Okay, very deep stuff. Well, let's see this inside. If Rachel would have been in Mars Hamach she's locked away. She's in a bias. She's Mars Hamach is 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 like a like a like a we could say. Uh, a little piece of Nitzchius over there, really. Mars Hamach Pela, you have Adam and Chav, you have Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. It's a place of. more, 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 more 
l'asid lavoi than than leis ata. The 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 environment of Maris Hamach Pela is an environment of Nitzchias. And if Rachel Imenu is going to be over there, so yes, she is still our matriarch, and yes, we descend from her, and, and yes, she has this legacy, but it would be, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to actualize it. it. It would be locked away there in the potential. We wouldn't be able to actualize it because Maris Hamach Pela is much closer to being in the realm of eternity Nitzchias, then the realm of Golis. It's Kleisrol really stage two, um, is, is Mars Hamach Pelo. Mars Hamach Pelo is the Avas HaKadoshim was slumbering there, waiting for Tchias HaMesim. We know um, the Pirkei the, uh, um, the Reblazer says that Tfil of Kleisrol go up through Mars Hamach Pelo. They, they are sent from the Kaisal Maravi to Mars Hamach Pelo. There's like a pipeline from Mars Hamach Pelo to, to Shemaim. <laughs> it's much more in the realm of Nitzchias of eternity than it is in the realm of the, 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 the here and present, the down here, the physical, which is Kleistral stage one. We still need a direction of Rachli Imenu in Golis, and Rachli Imenu, therefore, she still has to be our bias. She's the Akeras bias, directing, guiding, and harmonizing Kleistral in Golis. That's why Rachli Imenu to still be maintaining this role has to also be in Golis. In Golis, to be part and parcel of Kleisol's continued existence in Golis, in stage one. Accessible. That's why Rachel is given this unique role that she can dive for us in Golis and get us forward from stage one to stage two, go to Golis, from Golis to the Gula, send us back. That's Rachel Imenu's Tafkid coming full circle. She has the power to bring us full circle, to bring us back to where we are supposed to be. If, again, Rachel Imenu would not be in Golis together with us, she wouldn't be overseeing us, be that Mama Rachel together with us in Golis. She wouldn't be Bad Derech. She wouldn't be buried at the roadside. Again, the roadside itself represents Golis. She herself is in Golis. If we didn't say it clearly enough, let's just say it now, as succinctly and concisely as possible. Mars HaMachpel is not Golis. Mars HaMachpel is, is you come home. You come home. You, you turn to Adam and Chav, you return to Avram and Sarah. You return to Yitzchak and, 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 and Rivka. You return to your pra- place of your Shairish. You return to where you came from. You're, 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 you're contained. You're in a place of, of Nitzchias. You're in the place of Elam Habba. You're not in Golis over there. You've come back. You've come home. Rachli Menu needs to be here for us because we still need Rachli Menu. We're still in Gaulus. We're still in stage one. We're still building and developing and growing and figuring out how to work within Gaulus. We still need the leadership and direction of Rachel and Gaulus. Rachel herself has to be in Gaulus too. Her being buried Baderech Efras means Rachel is also in Gaulus. If Rachel's in Gaulus, she's in Gaulus with us and she's still the Akeres Habais for us. If we wouldn't have accessibility to Rachel, if Rachel would not be with us in Golis, we would lose this ability to navigate successfully our way through Golis, through stage one, to be able to come full circle and to come out of Golis, to go from Golis to Geula. We need Rachel to navigate Golis, to make it through Golis, to manage Golis, and to do what we're supposed to do in Golis. We need Rachel as the Akhar we wouldn't be able to get out of here without Rachel Imenu. That's why Yaakov, again, 
marries Rachel first. She's the Akher Sabayis. She's, he knows that he's going to be in Gauls for a very long time. He knows that his children are going to be in Gauls for a very long time. He knows he has to be married to Lay also. He knows that Lay has a function as well. But Lay is for stage two. Lay is for Geula. Lay is for, sta- for, for, for Olam Haba. Rachel is there to get Klaisrael to that point. So we still need Rachel Imenu in Gauls. That's Pshat, says the Maral. Takes us one further step. Why Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Rachel, "Silence your tears, dry your eyes." What does it mean? The Rebbeinu Shem is telling Rachel to stop crying. He's saying, "Your tears themselves are a guarantee that the tears will end. The fact that you're crying, the fact that you're engulfed with Klai Yisrael, is the very guarantee that the, gear, the tears themselves are, as we say, tzaytvaylik, temporary, temporary. The tears themselves." Are guaranteed that the tears will come to an end. Yes, Rachel, you're here in Gullis to cry with your children in Gullis, to cry for your children in Gullis, to get your children to cry with you in Gullis, to give them direction, but that's the very guarantee that the tears will end because you will be Zaycha to bring them back from Gullis. And that's why you're here. This is why the Pasa concludes with Hashem reassuring Rachel, your children will yet return home. Rachel provides that kayach to unify them, to bring them together when there's unity. As we saw, unity is the core, is the shayish of what Geula is all about. That's the Aleph in the middle of Geula. When there's unity, we're unified. That's where Rachel's kayach is in Galus. We're going to be brought back. Through that power of unification, this is what's going to bring Klai Yisrael back. And we can only be unified again under the banner of Rachel. Rachel is the one who tells us how to successfully navigate our way through Galus. Rachel is the one, the Yaker Zabais, who puts everything together in Galus. Everything blends in harmony in Galus, including all aspects of Klai Yisrael. That takes us from Galus to Gula. And Rachel knows that her tears will, 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 will come to an end. This is what we wanted to, says the Maral, we have come to... The, the conclusion of the first parak, and and uh, now he's ready for the second parak. So in summary, we conclude the first parak with this beautiful idea that that Gaulus again is about bringing the disparate parts back into one. Everything has been scattered all over the place. There's been Pizur and Pirud. We've been dismembered. We've been chopped up. As we saw in previous um, sections of the this, of the first parak, we saw in previous weeks, we have lost our ability to function as one unit, as one organism. We're all dismembered organs and limbs and appendages. We saw that we're not in our homeland. We need something that, that can reunite us in Gaulus. Otherwise, we're never going to make it out of Gaulus, and that's Rachel. Rachel is the Kayach to unite Klai Yisrael, to harmonize Klai Yisrael. That's always the role of the woman on, on a smaller level, the, uh, on, on, on an individual level. The role of every woman is, is always to be a bias, to bring the whole household together, to unify them under that direction, the values that she's being macabre from the husband. She blends the whole house together. Rachel blends Klai Yisrael together, gives Klai Yisrael <coughs> within our Gaulus, brings the, 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 the appendages and the bits and pieces, all the parts back together within Gaulus, because Rachel's role is to lead us in Gaulus. Rachel's role is to be the bias for Gaulus. And that's why Rachel is buried on the road. She has to be buried in Gaulus, to be accessible for us in Gaulus, to be that leader for us in Gaulus, to be the, give us the direction of Gaulus. And as HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells her, stop crying. It's not being insensitive. It's not being indifferent. It's saying, Fakir, your tears are the guarantee that your tears will end. The Shavu Banim L'Gvulam, that which you're present in Gaulus and crying with your children in Gaulus means you will yet come full circle. You'll be able to be Kali so back out of Gaulus. Okay, we will stop over here. Mitzvah continue with the second prayer.